Hey everybody, I'm back with another 5-Minute Friday. <clears throat> and today's topic is basically about workaholics and uh, work-life balance, which I know is uh, a recurring topic on a lot of product development teams, uh, especially in our industry. Um, and the thing that got me thinking about this was this tweet that I saw that's linked here in the post, <clears throat> which is basically somebody who worked at Facebook with Sheryl Sandberg highlighting how she basically refused to participate in evening meetings and said, you know, I'll meet you early in the morning if you'd rather do that, um, which philosophically I, I totally agree with. Uh, but, you know, it comes, it's the kind of thing you can say with a certain level of privilege and executive presence. And it's not something that everybody can get away with, uh, you know, setting up as how they work. And it actually reminded me of a book I read about a decade ago. It's called Rework. I've linked it in the references, which has a chapter on people who work a lot of hours and the fact that they don't actually get more done. They just work a lot of hours. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh, the, the folks behind Rework have a lot of opinions on uh, work culture. And I think that's one of the ones I agreed with. Um, and so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about why people actually become workaholics, because I think there's been plenty of ink and <clears throat> audio air spent on the cost of workaholism to the individual and to the teams they work with, uh, you know, what that does to a culture, the toxicity, the burnout, attrition, etc. And I don't want to rehash all that. What I actually want to talk about today is <clears throat> why would an otherwise rational person start spending so many hours trying to do something to the point where they start to affect their own mental and physical well-being and that of their teams and peers uh, out of, uh, you know, uh, collateral damage. And so I laid out a few examples and few characteristics that I think ultimately lead to people sort of getting into this workaholism. Uh, and the reason I eventually uh, came up with this list was I feel as if I have actually been through that myself uh, many years ago when I worked at Amazon. Uh, I would spend a lot of hours doing work-related things. It was very hard to turn off the switch at any time, uh, whether you were in the office or not, whether it was a daytime or evening, whether it was, you know, a holiday or a weekend. And uh, I had a conversation with an ex-Amazon colleague once about why the culture really steered us towards that behavior in a way that felt organic. Like it, it wasn't like anybody forced you to work at crazy hours, but you just kind of stumbled into it. And he used a phrase that's always stuck with me, which is, we were all brainwashed the same way. And um, it's interesting to think about like what it is about your own programming and sense of identity that allows you to be sort of brainwashed into, into being a workaholic. And so I came up with five things that I wanted to talk about today. <clears throat> the first is, I think a lot of knowledge workers have an extreme sense of accountability and to the point where they become anxious about, am I having impact? Am I having enough impact? And they don't really know how to direct it. And I think that undirected extreme levels of accountability is one reason why people are susceptible to sort of the crazy hour syndrome. Um, another one is uh, you start to identify your brand as delivering and almost over-delivering. And so in a way, your sense of self-worth starts to get tied into getting approval for actually delivering, right? Uh, and this is why a lot of people fall into the trap of how many things did you ship. Um, third 
reason I think folks fall into it, by the way, I'm speaking a lot just from personal experience. The third thing is what I'll call incorrect pattern matching. So for a large portion of your life, when you're faced with a problem, you can usually spend more time uh, and, you know, more resilience uh, to get through it. So, you know, more effort equals the outcome desired. But occasionally, especially when you're solving interesting technology problems or societal problems or product problems, uh, no more amount of effort is going to get it done. It has to be smarter effort. It has to be higher leverage. It has to be surgical and strategic. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. They think, hey, I'm just going to throw more hours and more mind share at this problem and that will solve it. Uh, fourth is people just absorb the rituals of the teams and the companies they join. And so it happens very organically, but basically you take cues from your bosses, your peers, your coworkers. If you see them all operating a certain way, you want to sort of go with the flow. <clears throat> and if that means answering emails at night or sending slacks at weird hours uh, or, you know, having meetings on the weekends, you start to normalize that behavior. So some of it is cultural. And then finally, I think a lot of folks want to show that what they're working on actually moves the needle. So if you've heard of the output versus outcome issue, uh, a lot of times people feel like everything they're doing has to move the needle versus the higher order bit sometimes is just to understand how the needle moves and to learn more about your customer, your market, your user base. But a lot of times people feel like everything has to move the needle, otherwise they're failing in a way. So there you have it, some five thoughts on what actually leads to what I consider workaholic behavior, why folks uh, fall into that trap sometimes. And the reason I wanted to share this is I think a lot of times we encounter folks at work who are really putting in a lot of hours and um, almost creating stress for the rest of the team because people don't understand why they're doing it and it's really just upping the tension level for the whole group. And so mostly I just wanted to share from my own personal experience why we sometimes fall into that trap. Um, and these could be avenues for how you'd approach somebody who you feel like is in that state of mind and ways maybe you could pull them out of it. So with that, I will leave you all and I will be back next Friday with another 5-Minute Friday.